This is weird. This is not weird. Praise God. It's good, but um, <laughs> I feel very selfish bringing today's message. And the reason being is because what God deals with me in my quiet time is different with what he deals with me for a Sunday service. And then when I was talking about today's Sunday service, God just said, just talk to them about what you and I were talking about. I was like, Lord, but that's my, and it's not that you're not allowed to know, it's just that's exactly me. So I'm saying that because today I'm, I'm preaching to me. If, if you receive something that God would use that he was dealing with me, then by all means, praise God, take it, but I'm really, really, really preaching to me today. I'd rather be obedient and, and one person get something than think this is what we need to do on Sunday and that's not what God said. So I hope and pray. I know that someone will because otherwise God would not tell me to, to say what I'm going to say today. So I'm preaching to rifle today. This is me in my study at home and I'm just bringing it into here. So, yeah. Genesis 1, 26 and 27, God says, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. So if that be the truth, which it is, I should look like love. So God would say, rifle, when you walk around, do you look like love? And in many, of, in many areas of my life, no, I don't. I, I don't look like Jesus. And if I was made in his image, and his image is love, because verse 27 goes on to say, and so he created them in his image, then I should look like my dad. And many, many times I don't. And that's a problem. So it starts right in the first chapter of the Bible. God would say, Rifle, I made you in my image. You must look like me and nothing else because you made in my likeness. You must act like me. You must talk. And so many things today with it. Guard your heart, the, the tongue coming out of the heart, the words that we speak and all of that, that it's, it ties into this. But you must act like God. And you see the... An amazing thing about God is when Adam and Eve messed up, love went and chased after them. When Cain was going to mess up, love went and chased after Cain. When Paul was messing up, Saul, God went and chased after him. Mary Magdalene, Peter, and we can go on and on and on and on. And you know what? When I was messing up every single day of my life, God went after me. And this morning when I woke up, God went after me. And he never stops. Rifle, are you doing that? Because that is what love does. Are you going after the people that hurt you? Are you going after the people that disobeyed you? Are you going after the people that didn't hear what you were saying, even though you were right and you knew what was best and they ignored you? Because that is love, rifle. And are you walking in my image and my likeness? Or do you come from a broken soul 
and act out of a thing that you are not because I have made all things new, rifle. How do people see you? What does your life look like? And the most amazing thing about that is, 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 is all of these people's bad choices just reveal the goodness of God. You realize that? Our bad choices and the way he reacts to that just reveals the goodness of God. Paul writes, he says, do you not know? Are you foolish? It's the goodness of God that leads man to repentance. So God is not bent out of shape by people's bad choices. It just reveals the goodness of God. Rifle, do you get bent out of shape with people's bad choices? Or does it reveal the goodness of me in you towards them? When people do something wrong, do you react out of a broken soulish realm? Or do you act out of love? Because that's the way you're supposed to act, like me. You made in my image, you made in my, in my likeness, go and be like me. Jesus says that we will do the things that he does and greater. And I really, I believe that. I, I'm going after that and I believe if I was wrong about what I see and what I feel and what I'm going after, Holy Spirit would have stopped me by now. But he hasn't. It's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger in me. I have not yet raised someone from the dead. But I, I believe it's true. I believe that it's coming. I believe I will do it. Glory to God. Haven't done it yet. And God is dealing with me that when every single action, every single breath, everything you do in your life is based out of love, rifle, then you will start seeing that stuff. This is just him dealing with me. When you live love, every breath that you take, then you will start seeing the things that you know are true and real on the inside of you. Jesus said to the disciples, and who was here? Someone said it. He said, how is it that you are so marked for? How is it possible that you are so filled with fear and you have no faith? So in other words, if there is not the faith there to do the things that I know are real and should be happening, there must be fear. And, and Jesus is saying, right, well, how can that be? How can there be fear on the inside of you when there should be just faith? And when that fear, because we do so much, we do, me, so much stuff out of fear, which is not faith, and I know it, and God's not going to make fear come to pass. He, he, he can't work with that. So you walk in a shopping center. I'm walking. I see someone in a wheelchair. Why don't you go and pray for them? Don't you believe I can pick them out of that, that wheelchair? I surely do. Why don't you go and pray? That guy walking there, see him? I believe that this and go and tell him. And because of fear, Many times, I don't step out and do that. And God's saying, because of the fear in your life, you're not walking in faith. You can't see these things that you know are real and should be happening. Those are the greater works. But they can only happen when you're not walking in fear, rifle. They can only happen when you walk every step, every breath by love, because faith works through love.
John 14, 30, Jesus says, I will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me. Rifle, how much does the ruler of this world have in you? And I got to go sit and I got to go think and I look at what I did the last week and where I walked and how I walked. Is there anything of the evil one in you, Rifle? This is God talking to me. Is there bitterness? Is there fear? Is there jealousy? Is there wrath? Is there anger? Is there malice? Because that's not of me. And that's why Jesus could say, let the enemy come because he has nothing in me. And you need to get to that point where you can say, let the enemy come because he has nothing in me. So that when he does come to look on the inside of me and he looks for his stuff, he looks for the anger and the bitterness, all he sees is light and love. When he comes to look on the inside of me, people did this, you should react like this, all he sees is just forgiveness and patience and kindness. And he's thinking, I've got nothing in this guy, I, I can't get to him, I can't reach on the inside of him and do what I want to do. Because like Jesus said, he has nothing in me. Look at your life, Rifle. Is there anything of the enemy in you? Get rid of it. Replace it with love. Replace it with faith. 1 Timothy 1, 3 to 7. As I urged you when I went to Macedonia, remain in Ephesus that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine, nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies which cause disputes rather than godly edification, which is in faith. Now the purpose of the commandment is love. Don't let anyone else teach any other doctrine. The purpose of the commandment that you have, rifle, is love. Don't let anyone come and say, well, if they did that to me, I would just feel the same as you. The purpose of the commandment to you, Rifle, is love. What does love do? Lays down its life. Because look what happens if you start listening and receiving this other doctrine, this other commandment. Look here. The purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith, from which some have strayed have turned aside to idle talk. Watch what you say. See how you're speaking. Take note of the word. Is it just idle talk or is it love? Is it just blab, 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 enemy's language or is it love? What words are you speaking, Rifle? What's coming out of your mouth? Go and listen. Go and look. Go and check yourself. They have strayed and turned aside to idle talk desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor the things which they affirm. Dear God, let us not get to that place where we try and teach the law, not understanding what we're saying because we have turned away from the commandment of love and we've received another doctrine to believe or to act anything else other than the love of God flowing through us. Proverbs, verse, uh, Proverbs chapter 6. These six things the Lord hates. 
Yes, seven are an abomination to him. And I can go through each and every one of, one of these things. And you've heard me say this. I may not be where I want to be, but praise God, I'm not where I used to be. Because every single one of this, this was my every breath. These seven things. I lived this. This was my life. Some I was better at than others, but every single one of these was my every step. A proud look. Man, pride. A lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that are swift in running to evil. A false witness who speaks lies. And one who sows discord amongst the brethren. You know, it's, it's all over these days that people, it's so easy on Facebook and social media, this pastor does this and that church believes this and this and, and, and people just badmouth men of God. You may not, not have to agree with everything they do or believe that everything they say is true. But God hates one who sows discord amongst the brethren. God never changes. So we're under the blood, we're under grace, but he still hates this. So when people do come to me and they say, well, what do you think of this, Pastor? What do you think of this? God would say, how do you react, Rifle? What do you say? Do you react? Do you sow discord? Because I hate that, my son. That's, that's not me. Or do you just say, well, you know, until they receive that revelation or until I receive that revelation, God bless them, God bless me. But it's not my place to talk and point fingers towards other people. I'm not called to do that in the body. Because God hates discord amongst the brethren. Now, the other thing about that verse that God deals with me a lot about is brethren doesn't just mean brother. It means sister as well. And it doesn't just mean brother or sister, it means husband or wife. God hates, God hates one who sows discord amongst husband and wife. So rifle, how are you treating your wife? For me, it's the easiest thing. I, I cannot tell you the gift that I have in Tiffany. It, it's the easiest thing to honor and to love and to to protect and to just everything for that woman. I, I do not have a battle. God was just so good to me when he gave me that lady. I, I don't have to concerning this verse. I have to check myself, but I don't have to try and pretend and put on anything towards that lady. I can just walk in honor and love because she's amazing. What in the world would someone make, think, or give them an idea that they would want to marry me. <laughs> she did that and so much more. How can I not honor and, and just be there for her as, as the Bible tells a husband to do for his wife? Is there any discord between husband and wife? Get rid of that. Kick it out of the door. It has no place in the covenant that you and your spouse have. God hates that. And it has no place in our lives. 
There was a song when I was growing up younger. My dad plays a guitar. It's by Chris Christopherson, Darby's Castle. Do you know that song? No, 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 no. No. Good try, Scott. <laughs> but it's about this guy that builds this amazing house. And the gables reached as high as the eagles in the sky, but it only took one night to bring it down. And this guy works and works and works so that he can provide this mansion for his wife. And he's working, and, and the, the busy rooms were yet to build. And he's going on, and in one night, the song says he, he, he heard a sound, and he laid his pencil down, and he traced it to her door and turned the handle. And in the pale light of the moon, where it came through into the room, was the shadow where two bodies lay entangled. And it's this wife just wanted her husband. It's all she wanted. She didn't want the house and, and, and the big stuff. And he was working all his life to provide that, thinking that's love. And she thinks love is something else. And Darby's castle came tumbling to the ground. Now, the enemy does the same thing. He comes to our castles. He comes to our, our houses. If you have a house and I want to break that house down, and I start and I go right to the top, to the, uh, the lightning, lightning rod. And I start and I pull the lightning rod down. It's not going to do much to the house. Then I go to the chimney and I start removing bricks from the chimney. Man, it's going to take a long time and it's not going to work. But if while you're busy building the foundation of the house, I can get in there and I can stuff up your foundation, that house is not going to stand. What the enemy does is he comes to our foundation and he tries to mess with our foundation so that our houses cannot stand. This is what I mean. 1 Corinthians 12, 4. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities, uh, differences of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. And now it goes on and it mentions nine different gifts of the Spirit. See what the enemy does? Because this is 1 Corinthians 12. And now we know that Paul goes on and in 1 Corinthians 13 he speaks about love, which is the greatest. Okay. So now instead of the enemy coming against nine wars or nine fights all he does is he comes against my love and then it's all he has to do if he can mess with my love my love walk me not obeying the love command the other nine are not going to work so instead of fighting nine fights he fights one and then because i'm not walking in love all of these things that have freely been given to me are not working so he's not going to get tired and tire himself out by going to the top and bending the chimney and the lightning rod. He goes to the foundation and he tries to hurt me and he tries to get me to act outside of love because then none of these others are going to work. Because just after Paul talks about these in 1 Corinthians 12, he goes into 1 Corinthians 13. And we know this so well. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love. 
I become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Though I have the gift of prophecy and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge, though I have all faith that I can move now, and he goes on and he says that means nothing. If you say, man, we have the world's greatest prophet coming out to this church next week, do you know how many cars and people will be here? We flock to people and praise God for prophets and all of these things. But if you say, man, we have the guy that's the meekest and he walks in the greatest love in the whole world, how many cars do you think will be out here? Yet Jesus says, rightful, the greatest of these are love. So the enemy comes and he tries to mess with my love walk. And then if my love walk is not walking, working, praying for healing and the prophecy and the words of knowledge and again, all of that stuff, I've got you because your foundation. Now, God does this very, very often with me. This is not something new, and he's probably done it with you as well. But now, because I'm made in love's image, love is God. Every now and then, God does this with me. Okay, so now I've got to sit in my study. Verse 4, 1 Corinthians 13, rifle suffers long and is kind. Now, I think about the last two weeks, the last month. Holy Spirit, bring to my remembrance. Is there any place that, that rifle is not walking in this, that I'm not kind? Rifle does not envy. Rifle does not parade himself. Rifle is not puffed up. Rifle does not behave rudely. Rifle does not seek his own. Rifle is not provoked. Now, Holy Spirit is bringing stuff to my attention. Do you walk in love or do you act out of your broken soul? Because you, you rifle, want to do the greater works. And the, the greater works, they're not going to happen until we walk in this, until this is your life. Not just the burst of this every now and then. Come to church on Sunday. Wow, look at that guy. Monday is like, oh my goodness, who's that? It's like living like Jesus. Coming from love. Every breath that you take, every move that you make, everything that you do is based on love. And I'm not going to sing that song either. And what I find with this is, is a revelation that I'm getting is that something does happen and it's amazing. And people will come to me and give me honor or give me the credit for it when it really was not me. Like really, really, it, it's, it's just God. Yeah. And it, it's the easiest thing to say, you have no idea it was not me. But God still, because I did what I was supposed to do, gives me the credit. But, you know, people come and they, they spend time with Artem or with Jay or with Wesley or with Shane. And they come to me and they say, man, you're doing such an amazing job. I'm like, no, you have no idea. God sent those men to me. I didn't go out looking. I did not ask for this. Jesus brought them to me. So I can't take any, and it's the easiest. It, I, I, it's a spiritual, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's so, he did it. It's so amazing to see it's not me. But man, it, it's just so good. It is good. It is amazing. But it's God. And now I can humbly say, 
please do not look at me. And people come and they say, man, this you, look at these men. Look, man, when I speak to them, they teach me so much. And you, I'm like, <laughs> no, no, it's God. I, I ride a, a beautiful Harley Davidson motorcycle. And sometimes I stop and someone will stop next to me and they'll look at the bike and they'll say, wow, nice bike, man. In days past, <laughs> and now, honest to God, I can look at that person in the eye and say, thank you very much. God is good. Because that, that was a gift from God. And it is nice. It is beautiful. And it had nothing to do with me. And that's the easiest place when people come and they compliment you to just divert in all honesty. And it feels so good because the person I used to be is just not there anymore. And I can from a pure heart. It's, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but it's God. Just God is good. It's him. It's all him. So, rifle doesn't think any evil. Doesn't rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Rifle bears all things. Rifle believes all things. So when someone comes to you and says, you know what, I, I saw one of the people in your group, they're doing this and this and this. Like, well, maybe they did do it, but, you know, maybe they had a bad day. They didn't do it because they wanted it. There's a reason for them doing it. They don't just go out and do that. Believe all things. Believe the best about someone else. When Tiffany says something to me and the enemy comes and says, well, she shouldn't have said that, I believe that she didn't say it that way. She said it in a different way, and I just need to find out why she said that. But I know her heart toward me, so I don't even have to entertain that thought. Well, she shouldn't have spoken to you like that. No, enemy, you have no right to speak to me like that. <laughs> then he goes on, he goes on, he goes on, and then in verse 11. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. What is a child's world about? Me. Now. Mine. Doesn't want to share the toys. You did that to me, so I will do this back to you. You didn't listen and play the game I want to do, so I won't play with you anymore. That's a child. God expects us to be childlike. Satan expects us to be childish. So now Paul comes to the point, and he goes on. He says, after this whole love chapter, after he's written all of these things, he says, but when I became a man, I put away childish thing. God did not remove that. We have a part to play. I put away childish things. So now I have the choice when someone comes and they do something wrong or they don't obey to act like God, to still go after them and love on them. Or I have a choice to say, well, I told you not to do so, but you didn't want to hear. What, what path are you going to walk in? Rifle, are you just a child in a man's body? Or is there a man in this body? So this is, I'm preaching to me. Well, God would say, is there a child in there? Or is there a man that you choose to walk in love no matter what? 
because when you start walking in that, then right will you start seeing the greater works. And he wants me to do the greater works. He wants you to do the greater works more than you want to. It's like Nathan doing something, and I stand, and I'm just, I'm, I'm so, look what he did. That's my boy. Look at that. It just gives the parent, the mom, the dad, just so much joy and pride. And just when they see their children doing something that they couldn't do before, he's grown up. He took the dish from the table. He said, may I be excused from the table? And he put it gently in the sink. Man. <laughs> Look at that. Praise God. When someone comes and they say something to you and you turn around and you say, God bless you, man. Look at Jesus on the throne. Oh, man. Look at that. That's my boy. Instead of the way that I used to react. Are you made in my image? Are you walking in my likeness, rifle? James 3.14, I just want to read out of the Old King James for, for um, purpose. James 3.14 to 16 says, But if ye have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish, or demonic. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. What is every? Every. God used this verse. I'm not going to uh, explain too much, go into detail, but God took this in our quiet time and he showed this to me. And this is phenomenal. This verse is, man. Uh, I had a very, very dear friend who was diagnosed with cancer. And about six months ago, no, four months ago, I believe it was, she went to the doctor and they said, we give you six months. And, and you're going to die. You only have six. This, this cancer is like MS, can't be cured. So she said, praise God, you know, I know if someone lets, and she stood on the word and she believed. And two Fridays ago, very, very early in the morning, the telephone rang. And it was her son I saw on the telephone. And in, in my heart of hearts, I knew what he was going to tell me. But I, I still believed there was a little bit of hope in me that he's going to say, man, that, that thing fell to the ground, as you said. That that thing is completely gone, just as you said, because... I would go and visit her, an amazing woman of God. And I'd go visit her and we'd be in her room and we'd just speak the Bible. And she didn't go to doctors because she believed in the stripes. She took the stripes. And she was in a lot of pain, but she believed the word. And in a room full of people, I, I would look with everyone there, not, but I would say, you're not going to die. You will live and declare the mighty works of the Lord. And I knew that I knew that I knew that she was healed. It, there was not, not the tiniest bit of doubt in my mind that she was well. And then he phoned and he couldn't even speak. I, I knew what, what, what it was. And I went to God and I said, Lord, why? How could this happen? And it wasn't a why, your word. It, it, it wasn't like that at all. It was, Lord, where did we miss it? Because he's never wrong. He's never wrong. He's more for you than you could ever know or imagine. 
He wants the best for you in every area and circumstance of your life. So I just went and I said, Lord, I just want to learn so that next time I don't make the same mistake. That was it. That was a Friday. On Monday, as I said, I'm not going to reveal too much. God revealed to me. He showed me why this lady went to be with Jesus before her time. She didn't want to die. There's so much good things happening and going on in her family. She didn't want to. And God revealed to me, do you know why she didn't make it? Because there was strife in her house. She got involved in strife. And, and God said to me, he said, that which you felt, that was true. That that you knew, that you knew, that you knew, that, that was for me. That is right. Because she was healed. My stripes did pay. She was well. But she allowed, there was strife in the house. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work rifle. That's what God showed to me. Man, that's amazing. Husbands and wives, if there is any strife between you, get rid of it. Like Pastor Doug said last week, go low. It's not about who's right and who's wrong. That's not the issue anymore. It's about being humble, going and saying, we do not need this in our house because it affects your children, your finances, your health, your every, every evil work. Parents between children, spouses, where there is strife, there's every, we do not want that. Get rid of it. Go low. Go to the spouse and say, you know, it's not worth it. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Whether you were right or wrong, that's not the issue. It's getting the strife out of the house so that, that every evil work can leave. Because God showed me there's so many things that happen because I want to know why. Not to question him, but next time when I pray for someone, I want to see them well. Where did we miss it? There was strife. That's why I couldn't because that evil work got in there through that. I'm going to ask us to stand and I'm going to ask us to be humble. Everybody, stand up, please. All we're going to do, if there is strife, we're just going to get rid of it. It's as easy as that. It's, not, it's a choice. It's a from one step here to stepping over there and say, I'm letting that go. That's not for me. I do not want every evil work in my house. I want my health to work. I want my kids to be well. I want my finances to go well. I want my job. I want peace. I don't want any evil. I'm letting go of the strife. If you are there and Holy Spirit is revealing or you know that there's strife, just not loud, not to, just go to, to, go to God. Say, Lord, man, this, I've allowed this in my life. I'm getting rid of it. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity now. Thank you, Lord, that what the enemy meant for evil, you used for good. And we thank you, Lord, that we know that strife, our own opinion, our way of being right, Lord, that is not your way of doing things. So if there is any strife in me, I come now, Lord, and I lay it at the cross. I give this to you and I say, this is not mine. I will not bear this anymore. I put this down and I refuse to touch it anymore.
my life and the life of generations to come after me is too important for me to be right, for me to carry this, for me to be in a position of power, but I choose to be in a position of love. So I come now and I give this to you, and I thank you that you forgive me, I thank you that it's taken, and I thank you that there is no more strife. So Lord, we just bless you, we thank you for this, Lord. Thank you for the word. Thank you for speaking to us through your precious Holy Spirit and help us, Jesus, that where we walk, people will say, look, there's the image of God. That people will say, wow, there's a disciple of Jesus because of the love that they walk in. Not because of their knowledge, not because of the words that they bring, but because of the love that they have for their fellow being. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have made all things new and we can walk in this as this is your call and destiny for each and every one of us. God bless you. Amen. Thank you so much.